Welcome to the Lingerie Lowdown podcast, where we ignite your passion for lingerie and empower you to feel fabulous. Are you ready to be inspired, delighted and informed? Well, you've come to the right place. We believe that style has no boundaries. Age, gender, body shape, size or ethnicity. Everyone deserves to look good and feel great. Get ready for a whirlwind of informative chats about lingerie and the brands we love. You can also find us on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram and Twitter or come join our website. Hey guys, welcome back to the Laundry Lowdown podcast. It's Vonnie Lang and you're watching my solo show. It's a little complicated. Well, you're watching it or listening to it. Personally, I prefer to listen to my podcast, but somehow podcasting has turned into video podcasting. Um, but that's all right. So I'm still in my mom's house in California right now, and it's bringing back all the memories. One of my favorite stories <laughs> is actually the time I nearly died butt naked at a nudist beach in San Diego in the ocean. And what happened was I was in my fourth year of university in San Diego, such a dreamy place to go to school because, I mean, it was within like 15 mile radius you had five different beaches and it's sunny i mean it's california southern california is sunny every day i don't know if you can tell like outside the windows this kind of weather you pray for <laughs> in other parts of the world so i was really fortunate to um, have spent so much time out here and i used to go sunbathing in black's beach in san diego because it's a nude beach you can tan without getting any weird tan lines. And I always think that when you have tan lines, at least for girls, we end up looking like panda bears. You know, it's like white here and then dark here. And already you have the normal like tan, like your arms and legs will always be darker because of the clothes that you wear. So going to a nude beach means you can just even everything out <laughs> a little bit. And I was super tan back then. I mean, when I graduated and moved to uh, Bangkok, I was actually like darker than some of the local girls there because I was tanning all the time. So I spent a lot of time tanning at Black's Beach and I never actually went into the water because I'm just not the kind of person who likes to um, be in the ocean for so many reasons. I mean, it's kind of scary, but it's also, you know, that water just gets sand all over the place. Like if you're tanning and you're just laying on um, a beach blanket, you, you're not going to get too sandy. But once you get into the water, it's like everything just sticks on you. The water brings sand into crevices of your body. And I'm just more of a swimming pool kind of person or jacuzzi. Yeah, get me in a jacuzzi any day, but not a fan of the ocean water. Okay, that's not to say I don't like the ocean. I mean, I'm kind of, I went snorkeling and scuba diving. Like, it's a beautiful underwater world. You know, it's like Little Mermaid. 
but I'm just not a fan of being in the ocean water. I mean, I was just in Spain recently and a minute into being in the ocean, like I tried to swim, I kicked my foot and like hit a piece of coral and my feet was bleeding. So <laughs> the universe doesn't want me to be in the ocean. Anyway, so I'm out there completely naked, tanning as I usually do. I'm with my friend and her work colleague. And the two of them are like, come on, Bonnie, let's go in the ocean. Let's just go play in the water. And I thought, no, I don't really want to. But it was two against one. And I was like, okay, let's go. You know, it's, I felt peer pressure in a way because it's kind of like when you go out to like a costume party or something, like you don't want to be the only one dressed up to go out because you could be wearing some weird like fancy dress and you don't look like other people out there. So I almost felt like, okay, I need to go with these girls because we're all naked and we're going to go in the ocean and like we'll be doing it together. Like we're in this together. So I was taking one for the team. And this is the thing about being at a nude beach. Like you're actually pretty safe or I felt totally safe tanning naked at the top of the beach meaning away from the shore because when you're at a beach everyone faces the ocean that's just how it works it's the best view and at the nude beach it's the same or i assume because that's how i do it and so if you're actually naked at the back of the beach nobody really sees you it doesn't really matter you're laying down flat so there's less visibility and if you go to the ocean it's the same as stepping onto a stage like the ocean is a stage now everyone who is on the beach can see you naked and that's another reason why i didn't want to be in the ocean at this nude beach so my friends were we were all in the water i was fully naked the other two girls were like bikini bottom clad no top and this guy comes to hang out with us and i was like oh my god this is exactly what i didn't want like i don't mind being out there with my girlfriends but a guy had to come and chat and i was like um you know it felt like being in a nightclub with my girlfriends or a group of friends it could be mixed but i did not like the fact that this random stranger dude came and like was hitting on us you know or on my friend i resting bitch face full in you know i was not having it i mean i usually am like not approachable and and this was during university days i remember i i would even like i had my hair cut super short uh, which i thought was stylish but it just it's like a anti-man vibes like <laughs> <laughs> automatically they either think you're a lesbian or you know i don't know cutting my hair short like cut off 90 percent of male attention and i'm not the kind of woman i think there's lots of women out there who actually do not want to be hit on it's like i'm just here to enjoy my time with my girlfriends or my group of friends or whoever i'm with or just want to be alone i'm not trying to find anyone or you know hook up with anyone like i'm at a club to dance or you know i'm at the beach to tan so this guy rocks up and 
I don't know if like it was consciously or subconsciously, but my I started floating away from the group. And at some point, my friend turned to me and she's like, "Bonnie, are you okay?" Because I was like kind of far from them, and I wasn't, and I didn't even like realize it. But I was being pulled out by a riptide, and it was dunking me into the water, and it was quite rapid. And I didn't know what a riptide was, which is really naive and stupid of me. Because at that time, my boyfriend or partner or whatever you want to call it, we had broken up because I knew I was moving to Thailand. We couldn't be in a long distance, but we still loved and cared about each other. And the point is, I knew, like he told me, surfers like himself would go to Black's Beach, get on their surfboards, and let the riptide. Take them out so they didn't have to paddle. So I should have known what it was, but I didn't know it was dangerous or how to get out of one. And Black's Beach is not the place you want to be without that kind of knowledge. There were signs, like warning signs, um, along the cliffs as you climb down to the beach, and I totally ignored all of them. In fact, um, there was a couple, like an older couple, who Died at the beach just a week before we were there, and I should have known this, you know, if I watched the news. <laughs> But I was there struggling, and my friend, she was not a swimmer. I don't know if she swims now, but at that point, she had she was not a swimmer. Like she doesn't know how to swim, and she started walking towards me. So now we're both drowning. And the two other people, I remember thinking like, okay, now is the time that like a guy would be very useful. Like men are supposed to come save us, right? Nope, the dude did not come save us. But the, those two, they ran to the beach and found surfers to help us with their surfboards. But before we get to that, I was actually um, having a little near death experience that. Wasn't that bad? Like I was actually ready to die. Like genuinely, I was 22 years old, and I was ready to go. I felt like at that point I had done everything I wanted to do. I was happy. I knew my next step in life. I had traveled. I'd seen things. I'd done things. I had lived a life. And I was faced with mortality. Like I thought I was going to die, and I was really genuinely okay with it. So Black's Beach is a beautiful beach, especially on that day. It was clear blue skies. The sun was shining down on the water. The water was just sparkling like diamonds, and I was ready to go. And I just thought, well, this isn't of all the ways that I could die. This is not bad because. I'm gonna run out of energy. I'm swallowing a lot of water. At some point, I'm just gonna drown and like fall into the ocean. A beautiful, scary place, but still stunning. And the fish will probably eat me, and I'll just go back into nature. Not a bad way to go. And then I had this image come into my head. You know, in the movies, you always see like a police officer come and knock on your parents' door. And so I saw this like police officer coming to my mom's door, 
saying, uh, Mrs. Lang, your daughter died today at the beach, but naked. Not in those words, but you know, something along those lines. I don't know if they would have mentioned it, but in my imagination, that's what she would have heard. And then I was like, oh wait, this is not the way for me to go. Like I cannot die butt naked, not for my sake, but um, for my family, that is embarrassing. Like that's all people will, I will be remembered as the girl who died naked, which like personally is not a big deal. I'm totally okay with it. But the people in my life, who will have to forever remember me that way is not great. Like, how did you do that? Oh, she was uh, tanning at the beach. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> and uh, she died. So at that moment, I was like, shoot, I actually have to try and live and survive this. So the guy that eventually came with his surfboard. There were two guys with surfboards. So one saved one girl. And then I had a surfboard that had just had all of its wax completely removed. It was so smooth <laughs> and slippery that I actually slipped off three times. And uh, I have to say, like, I don't, think a lot of people understand what it's like to climb onto a slippery surfboard for your life. It's just lots of limbs and exposure. I just remember like spreading my legs and arms trying to grab onto this surfboard and hold on for dear life and thinking I can feel the sun's rays shining right into my butthole. Like, wow. I mean, and then falling off and having to do that three times. Kind of crazy. Enjoying the podcast today? Before we continue, have you been searching for the perfect lingerie, hosiery or more? Look no further. Lingerie Lowdown is your impartial consumer champion with over eight years of experience in reviewing these intimate essentials. We've got you covered, or should we say uncovered, with over 10,000 full-length video reviews from over 750 brands, you'll find honest insights and discover hidden gems. Use promo code DIGEST10 when you join our website to get a 10% discount on your membership at www.lingerielowdown.com forward slash join. Let's get inspired together. Now back to today's podcast. So... Finally, I'm on shore and the second surfer guy who had saved my friend, he's also a firefighter. Yes, I got all of this information because I was hearing things. I was conscious and awake and I remember everything. And he took my pulse and he said, we're losing her, we're losing her. At this point, there was like in the state of California, there were budget cuts. So there was no official lifeguard on duty. If there was, we might not have needed surfers to come save us. Um, but also there would have been like some ambulance or something nearby. And there wasn't. But there was a movie or TV commercial being filmed on the beach. So they had their own 
ambulance and that's what we used to take us to the nearby hospital um luckily we were really close to uh the hospital i don't remember the name right now but in the ambulance ride the paramedics i think that's what they're called they did not cover our boobs like me and my friend were laying there i was feebly like asking uh can you please cover us because they were male paramedics and we were exposed and naked so I remember having to ask them to cover us up um it was a very short ride we get to the hospital and then they're doing they're running all these tests like i think blood tests and i don't know what else taking heart rate whatever apparently i swallowed a lot of water and that could have been dangerous so they had to test things out and i remember laying there thinking do not test me anymore like i feel fine i just need to go home and rest i don't want to rack up more of a bill because going to the hospital in america is really really scary and luckily i was still a student at this point so i had student insurance my friend was not a student anymore she had graduated a whole quarter before me so i think she had to pay like double whatever i had to pay so that's not great for trying to save your friend's life and <laughs> the crazy thing is like for years i felt kind of guilty that she had come out to save me and then it turns out when people are drowning and they're in a situation where there's two people or more i don't know i never looked into this but one of like one of the people will have the thought that they should use the other person as um like a lifesaver buoyancy type of thing and so it had crossed my friend's mind that she should latch onto me and like basically drown me to save herself i mean oh my god it's crazy to think about that so she kind of felt guilty that she had those thoughts but apparently like 50 there's a 50 50 chance that you will have that thought come into your head when you're in this kind of situation <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about now because we're still friends so yeah i might have to bring that up next time anyway so that was my near-death experience at Black's Beach in sunny California, the place of dreams. And I guess, like, reflecting back on it, I feel like I handled it pretty well. And it's now just a really funny story, but it's also a reminder of mortality like we could all die any minute and live like this is our one chance to do all the things we want to do and i had no regrets i'm pretty sure i still have none like if i were to die today i would want everyone like my friends people that care about me and that i care about to know that i did it i did whatever i wanted and i'm happy to go <laughs> um what other 
funny memories. So another interesting thing is after university, like when I was in university, I had so many friends, like people I don't even remember the names of because I used to live in this, well, I lived in many different types of housing and one of them was this large party house and we used to seal up the front door and let people come in through the backyard so that it would make less noise because we had a DJ in the living room and you know if you kept opening up the front door then the music and the noise would come out and that was really smart and uh, my roommates and I would fund the party so we would pay for the alcohol and the DJ and all of that and we all had to chip in like five of us were living there and uh, I would go around and like dress pretty sluttily I mean that's just how I would dress for maybe yeah probably all four years of university I was just like really trendy and into fashion i was working in retail and um yeah i did not wear that much clothes i have to admit and uh, a slutty little vonnie would just go around the house asking people to chip in for the party and i would make enough to cover my portion of the party fee and my best friend who was my roommate and uh, well, the point of saying that was I had all these friends, people like I would be on campus and people would say hi to me because they had been to the house party, which, by the way, this just to give you an idea of how big the house party was, I would be in the backyard talking to people and asking them for funds like donations. And they would say, I would be like, oh, yeah, are you enjoying the party? You know, we have a DJ. We have, they're like, DJ, where's the DJ? I was like, yeah, it's in the house, like in the living room. <laughs> but they were hanging out in the backyard and they didn't even know that there was like more to the house. So my point is, I was quite popular. I would go to school and be on campus and people would wave at me and say hi, like, great party. And I'm like, hey, yeah, no idea who they were. And I only had like really a small handful of close, close friends. In fact, the two people, like two people I actually kept in touch with over the years that I consider my best friends, uh, funny enough, are both acupuncturists now. Like what happened? How? Because we're in different continents. Like one girl stayed in San Diego and eventually after working in retail for years, you know, with her college degree that should have gotten her a different job, ended up uh, going back to school, like a five year program that's pretty expensive out here and is doing acupuncture. Another guy, he moved to Australia after after working in San Diego uh, in computer science and he still does that kind of work now but he's an acupuncturist now like he went to school for years to get his diploma and he's actually working 
he's gonna start working on a cruise ship and travel the world doing acupuncture. Pretty insane that two of my best friends from university, including the girl who tried to save me um, from drowning <laughs> naked at the beach, ended up being acupuncturists. Like our lives somehow are connected and and those two people were also the two acupuncture experiences that i had personally like the two of them had healed me on separate occasions with acupuncture before they had even graduated and it's just insane because we've like somehow i've been influenced by them and how how did we all end up doing the same thing i don't know but here i am back home in california in the house where i imagined a police officer came to the door to <laughs> knock on the door and tell my mom that her dear daughter had died while swimming in the ocean with no clothes on oh i forgot to mention so in the hospital I was still naked, like in the hospital bed. And my, let's just call him my boyfriend, it sounds better. He came to pick me up and I'm sure he was like at a loss for words. And he was still trying to be cute and funny. So he said, first you tell me that you're leaving me and moving to Thailand and now you're, you're dying on me. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That was pretty funny. And then my mom and brother also like rushed all the way to the hospital to check that I was okay. And uh, I was. And I'm surprised I didn't get a speeding ticket because that drive usually takes like an hour and a half to two hours minimal. And pretty sure they were there in like an hour. And when I left the hospital, that's the point I was trying to get to. I was wearing clothes um, because the nurses at the hospital, they would come together and like bring clothes that they didn't want anymore. So they had this pile of like clothes for patients that are naked or um, do not have clothes. <laughs> and so I left the hospital wearing this like beat up t-shirt and um, I remember flared jeans. I think I was barefoot. Oh my God, I was barefoot. And um, the jeans had holes, like a hole in the crotch area. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty hilarious to think. Why? Why do these things happen to us? Like, seriously, this is why I, I love sharing my stories because I feel like that's all I've, I've got, you know? So I'm here just to entertain and maybe educate, mostly just entertain. So I hope you enjoyed that. And I will be back with more tales from my crazy life. I'm just trying to think what else. Laundry Lowdown is where you'll get to see me. So 
I will be back with more. Please have a listen to the other episodes and check out the other podcasts from my fellow presenters here. Also, if you ever have any questions, find me. I'm Lonnie Lang on all social media and I think on the Lingerie Lowdown website. You can also leave comments for us to see and yes. I'll be back again. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the ride and are feeling inspired to embrace your unique style. Remember, we release new podcast episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Don't miss out on the twice weekly excitement that awaits you. So until next time, keep expressing your confidence and celebrating your beauty. This has been the Lingerie Lowdown podcast, your ultimate source for style, passion and empowerment from the world of intimates and more. You can find us on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram and Twitter or come join our website. Stay fabulous and we'll catch you soon.